How did you manage that? I got I got stood on in football and uh, it kind of went like grey oh. and a weird and a weird kind of purple color and I was like, man, oh. that doesn't that doesn't look good. And then it was like digging into the side of my my thumb my my thumb digging into your thumb. Yep, your big toenail <laughs> was digging into the side of your thumb. And I thought, right, I'm gonna have to do a mini operation here. And genuinely, I was sitting because apparently this is I don't know if this is true. Right, the sitting in the shower will like soften up the your nails, right? Yeah. So for some reason, thought that was a really good idea right. to then operate on myself in the shower with a very soft nail, which then essentially was like crumbling to pieces. Right, it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. So Ooh. my I'm in still I'm in still a lot of pain to be honest. That was yesterday, Ooh. and uh, I have I have half a nail left, which is right. I, I actually think it was probably a bad idea. And I should probably go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, you probably go to like minor injuries or something. Yeah. Cause so, yeah, it hurts. Like man. you're walking around, so you can you can get you can make your way to minor injuries. Like the skin around it is a different color to the rest of my feet. So, yeah, like a bruise color. No, like like the like the the I keep saying thumb. The big toe itself is like bright red. <laughs> the thumb toe. The thumb toe is really red, and the rest of it is like a nice, healthy color. Oh, that could be an infection, there, Colin. With oh, red, man, I have to get like. I have to get surgery on my toe. You might lose your toe. That's that's exciting. Or, well, depends how you look at it. <laughs> that's a story. At least I, I get free surgery. I though. got my thumb toe removed. <laughs> got free, got free. There was a girl in my school actually who was called Thumb Toes because uh, Thumb Toes. Yeah, because Is it because she had long toes or fat toes. No, no, no. Because her her thumbs were toes. Because uh, she, uh, for some reason, had thumbs had thumbs for toes had toes for thumbs. Right. So now, is this the thing where like. You you lose your thumbs, so they give you they, yeah, exactly they like stitch your big toes onto precisely your, or your your other toes onto your yeah okay that's exactly what happened man that's impressive it's impressive let's I, get her in the podcast I mean I feel sorry for her now but when you're a kid you're like oh oh yeah no that man. must be torture as a kid that's terrible try being like an emo kid wearing your own teeth on a necklace that's bad enough well no that's the choice you made I don't think she just walked <laughs> into the, the the hospital one day and was like please. <laughs> I want my toes where my thumbs are. <laughs> oh man! Episode one hundred and sixty-three of Seesaw Parade. We made it. One six three. The the goal of everyone's podcast. Absolutely. One six three. Uh, closing in on the uh, two hundred mark. Very very slowly, but we're getting there. Yeah. I'm Colin, and he is James. I still am. And this is his Parade, Scotland's least all podcast with the longest running season one of any Scottish based audio entertainment podcast. Yeah, a podcast where we mainly complain about the things we're talking about. <laughs> We've got actually so much crammed in here. This is going to be a bumper episode. As it is, say. but we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it light and breezy. Because I, I don't point want point to point. You know, you know. I, I just gotta do it. Um, first of all, actually, I'm gonna start. I know we um, we usually save the reviews for later. Oh, I'm gonna start with the review that David McLeod sent me. Okay. Uh, it's called Triple Frontier, which Netflix has been throwing my face for at least three weeks, and I still haven't watched it. But wow. David has. I'm currently living under a, a, a several stones. I haven't heard of this. <laughs> right. Well, basically, it's Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, God, <it's> sick. <laughs> Wait. No, 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 no! I've got it now. I've got it now. I've got it now. I've got it now. Ben Affleck. It's Ben Affleck. That's Oscar, it. It's Oscar Isaac. Ben. Oscar Isaac. Charlie Hunnam, and Pablo Pascal. There we go. Wow! I managed to do that off the top of my brain. Yep. You're welcome. Right away. 
Yeah, instantly that only that we, oh, I did wait, that straight is this away with, the one with, with not... the dude from the office. What? Is he from the office? I don't remember. No, he, Pablo Pascal. He's, he's in that Netflix. He's in Narcos. Yeah, no, that's Pedro Pascal. Oh, that's what I meant. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Davey sent us a review. Thank you. He said. The story follows a similar course to that of the erstwhile and far superior Three Kings from 1999. Oh man, Three Kings is a great film. It is. That was way ahead of its time. A group of soldiers come mercenaries go on an illicit mission to assassinate a drug baron and steal his fortune, estimated to be several million dollars in hard cash. It's a little slow at first, but develops into a vaguely engaging action romp that manages to deliver some thrills. However, the cardboard, Rambo-like characters and far-fetched portrayal of human endurance ultimately render it flashy and forgettable. Six out of ten. Thank you, Davey. This is what we want. This is what we like. Right, so, right, so it's Three Kings, but not as good. Three, like, like a rubbish version of Three Wait, Kings and it's 20 also years called later. Triple Frontier. Triple I think Frontier. they might have actually just tried to steal a film without <laughs> us noticing. Right, we're going to get to... Uh, so if you want to see this film, just go watch Three Kings. Exactly. We're going to get to what we've been watching later in the show, but of course... TV's done it. Other people have done it. We've had my seven-year-old nephew has sent in reviews in the past as well. If he can do it, then so can you. Ceaseoperate at gmail.com. Yeah, you've all got phones. You can just record it on that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, before we get to some heavy stuff from the news, Wait, let's... any of you that don't have phones, I apologize. Okay. <laughs> let's start with some trailers. We've had three big ones in the last uh, week, starting with this. It's The Lion King. <gasps> While others search for what they can take... A true king searches for what he can give. Run away, Simba. And never return. Live action Lion King. Right. What do we think of this? The only thing I like about it is the, is the, is the lion design of Scar. I think they did a good job there. Yeah, they did. That's literally it. That's the only really? thing I like. The rest of it is just... The Lion King, but less charming. Well, well, yeah, but that's that's kind of what they were going for. Like, that's what they've always said they were going to do. Basically, the same film. Yeah, it's like, the, we're going to make The Lion King, but worse. That's what they've been saying all <laughs> along. And the trailers come out, and it looks like The Lion King, but no, worse. No, it looks like The Lion King, but visually stunning, as opposed to drawn in the 90s. It doesn't look that visually stunning. It does, The landscapes are pretty nice, but every time any of the characters talked, they, they suspiciously cut away from it, so that you didn't get to see them talking. Because whenever they didn't do that, it looked really awkward. Okay, yeah, but bear in mind, like we are talking about animals speaking English here, so there's inherently yeah, a problem. It's a with real that. hard thing to pull off, yeah. But they shouldn't have tried. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, let me disagree with you. I thought this trailer was great, uh, mainly because I'm a big fan of the Lion King and I really like the visuals. And John Favreau did such a good job with the Jungle Book, which this kind of looks like he filmed it at the same time and just has used like the behind the scenes stuff in the Sahara to uh, to put the, the Lion King together. I saw some people complaining online about Scar's appearance. Did you see that? No, no, he looked great. He did like this little mangy lion. It's perfect. He did. So the thing is, he looked great. But if you remember the original, Scar is orange with like black, like a black mane. He's got a black mane. And yeah, for, and got, yeah. for some reason, despite the fact that that sort of lion is impossible in the wild, people were like, why is this scar not orange? Was he orange? I thought he was like pale. No, it, well, he's a, he's a funny color in the original. He's a you, different, yeah, he's, he's, he's differently colored, as they say. <laughs> yeah, indeed, right. Anyway, I like no, this. Here's the only thing I liked. I've seen, I've seen the trailer now. I've also seen the original film and now I feel no need to see 
this version of the I've seen everything I need to see. Okay, let's move on to the next trailer. Joker. Yes. This is Joaquin Phoenix in the sort of how the Joker came to be. Let's have a listen. My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. Is it just me, or is it getting crazier out there? Jimbo, thoughts on this? I like I like his laugh. <laughs> it's, it's a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. he's got a creepy body. That's a good thing. Very creepy body. Yeah, the film looks pretty creepy. That's a good thing. Yep. And this like alternate universe or alternate stories for the DC films, I think I'm liking them. I haven't seen this one, granted, but I like what they're going <laughs> for. Like, just here's, let's make a whole bunch of random stuff. It's not canon. But it's good. Yeah, it's it's working for them. I really like this trailer. I think it helps that you have someone like Joaquin Phoenix, who is just a phenomenal actor. And also just a crazy person. And, and cra- yeah, but plays crazy very, very well. Yeah. I was saying this actually to uh, somebody last week. One of my favourite films of last year is called You Were Never Really Here. And it's Joaquin Phoenix playing, essentially, yeah, just some sort of deranged psychopath assassin. Uh, you know who I think? Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, okay. Interrupt me mid-monologue, James, go on. Uh, yeah, okay. So, go and see that film before you see Joker, just because I feel he's taken a lot of inspiration from that movie into his Joker performance, except in, uh, in, in You Were Never Really Here, he is, he's a chunky man. He's put on a lot of weight. Oh. So clearly he just like, oh. Christian Bale... Ate, yeah, he's doing a Christian. Ate all the pies and then... Wait, no, he's doing a bail. Decided to eat, I don't know, Cocoa Shreddies for the next four months. No, the, guy, the guy's looking creepy. I'm really... Anyway, as I was saying non interruptively do you know what I think? You know what I think they do for every single Joaquin film is they just build the set super realistically, like a little mini village, and they just pay... pay like, like the Truman Show, they pay actors to live their lives, and then they just put Joaquin Phoenix in the set, <laughs> and they just see what he does. They just let him loose, and he lives a year of his life, and they just film it. Every film. I mean, that 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 sounds about right to me. He, he's the kind of person who I would believe, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Uh, I'm really <laughs> hopeful this film is as good as this trailer was, which, of course, passed the, the benchmark of it gave nothing away. Yeah. It showed enough glimpses of you to be like, right, I'm interested in this without showing you any sort of semblance of plot, which is great. I liked right. it. And it's, it's a hopeful thing. Hopefully, like, films like this do well because we've seen a couple, you know, like, just standalone films and they've made good money, yep. which is great. And if they keep doing that, then maybe the big studios will realize that we don't want every single film they make to be one part of, like, ten different films that you need to see to understand <laughs> this one. Just make standalone films and make them good. Change your genres, change your themes, change your messages. Stop just having cookie-cutter films that are the same as the ones before and after, but you still have to watch them all. Ouch, Marvel. That was clearly... Marvel are kind of actually showing the signs of trying this out with one of their TV shows, but we can talk about that. We'll get to that. So the final trailer I want to talk about is a new film from Luc Besson, which is called Anna. Let's have a listen. It's quite the fairy tale you got going on here. From top flight model in Moscow to rubbing shoulders with the elite. What was the nature of your relationship with Oleg Filinkov? You entered his hotel at 1.37 p.m. Did you notice anything suspicious? Like what? Mm-hmm. 
uh, James. I feel, like, I feel like this film came out last year. First of all, for, for those of you who perhaps know the name but can't picture him, Luc Besson did Valerian most recently. He's also did, he also did Taken, the very first one. He may have done the second or third, I'm unsure. And he also... Is to do the TV series, that's what I want uh, He probably was like an exec producer. And he also did... <laughs> Lucy? Yeah, and he also did Lucy. Exactly, and this... Oh, cool, I just, I just guess. And this just feels like Lucy, except without the drugs. It's like, okay, here's what it is. It's the film Lucy multiplied by... No, plus the film Atomic Blonde, um, but multiplied by the film Hannah minus H. <laughs> Equals... Anna. Yeah. Anna. I mean, I'm I'm entirely in agreement with you here. The trailer, I really liked the trailer, actually. It was a well-done trailer. Some of the action didn't make sense. Like, she just jams some chunks of metal into the lower part portion of a guy's neck, twists them, well, and then it's Well, see, this, this is the, the problem I have, is as much as I did enjoy the trailer and the action sequence did look good, she is dispatching of bad guys in just the most ridiculous ways. Like, she has two separate parts of a gun. You're right. And just like, what, jabs it into his neck? Gent- she gently places them against the neck and then twists uh, them and then his and head And then he, she like, what, breaks his neck? I was like, how are you doing that? And then... Some of it was a bit ridiculous. And then she's yeah. slicing people's legs with plates. Like, how sharp are your plates? Well, no, plates are pretty sharp. Like no, they're ceramic, not. you give that a little, you crack a bit of, you crack a plate in half, you could, you could cut through, through, through flesh. Really? I reckon so. We, could, oh, we okay. should do a seesaw experiment. Let's get up on YouTube channel. <laughs> Where we just we we debunk action scenes in films. In my uh, my latest desperate attempt to go viral, I was considering doing uh, screamo covers of popular songs, but I think that's a terrible idea, and it's probably already been, been done. done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, that was, that, I think that's like that was done in the early two thousands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. I like this film. I like the trailer. Uh, it gave away the entire plot. I don't care. Uh, no, looks it was, like it was a, an all right trailer. I just don't understand why people are so obsessed with having like unrealistic mismatched fights go in the way of the protagonist without explaining it. So I hope this film explains how this, like, 40-pound supermodel exactly. is so strong, right? She actually pulled out a couple wrestling moves, by the way. She did, yeah. Like, it's cool, and it's great. And they did it relatively well. They sold the fact that she was doing it quite well, even though she weighs less than me. But if I was in a film, I wouldn't want to be portrayed in this way. I would want them to explain how on earth someone how on earth you're able to is able to do this. And it's not just through Basically, yeah. training, right? Because then you'd be muscular and huge. It has to be through some sort of weird thing. Okay, on to some serious news now. Brexit has been delayed until my birthday. Wait, yeah. No, it got delayed until your birthday. You know what happened, Colin? What? They heard. The the Brexiteers, they heard about you voting for for Brexit. (laughs) And they want to value you. So they thought to themselves, what can we give Colin most his birthday what will he like the very <laughs> most really appreciate so they're giving you brexit i mean i mean is there a better birthday present you could get me Teresa? other than other than brexit on what is now brexit day unlike most gifts where it's like what, what's better than receiving one free car like two <laughs> free cars you can't receive more than one brexit this is the maximum amount of brexit exactly right anyway it's the best Brexit birthday ever. So EU leaders have granted the UK a six-month extension to Brexit uh, after late-night showdown talks in Brussels. So the new deadline is, of course, October 31st. Uh, I'll give you all my address for you to send your birthday cards. And it averts the prospect of the UK having to leave the EU without a deal today, which it was going to be the case, but nope, now it's October. Yep. It's, uh, I, don't, I think, I think, I think 
something, you know, will go happen <laughs> in between now and then. Who knows what? Maybe Brexit. Maybe okay. not. Maybe the world will end. Who knows? <laughs> right. Well, European Council President Donald Tusk said his message to his British friends was, please do not waste this time. What about his British enemies? What's he saying to them? I will send you glitter. That's what he's saying to them. <laughs> I would love to do that, by the way. I don't have any enemies per se to send glitter to, but like I just think it'd be funny. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Like, so you open up the package and it explodes into glitter. Yeah, that, that would be that would be great. I mean, really irritating for the person I was sending it to. But. Yeah, yeah. That stuff takes ages to clean. I was still got <laughs> glitter in me from last summer. <laughs> glitter in you? Yeah, in me. <laughs> you heard me. Okay. Theresa May had wanted a shorter delay uh, and said the UK is still aiming to leave the EU as soon as possible. Yeah, because it's a real good idea. <laughs> hands up if you think the UK will actually leave before Halloween. Both both of my hands ha- didn't move. Not even a twitch. <laughs> right. Okay, well, let's move on from that then. Uh, similarly linked to that, actually, is Nigel Farage, who oh, is, man, um, yeah. oh, has dear. disappeared from the podcast for quite some time. Yeah. But he, he went- will make his... Um, to visit his Russian friends for a couple of years. He did, yeah. He will make his return today because Nigel Farage has announced he's creating the Brexit party for the upcoming European elections, which the UK will now have to be a part of because they're happening at the end of May. Yeah. He says there are 70 candidates and uh, he's doing it because it's it's the right thing to do and there would be no more Mr. We've nice Guy. Gotta bring, but we've got to bring back democracy to this great nation and we're not going to be nice anymore because we were really nice when we lied about Brexit. But now we're going to lie and not be nice. Right, J- James, just uh, give me a, an insight into the inner psyche of Nigel Farage. What is his, what's he doing here? What's, why? He's trying to make more money. He's trying to get more deals and debates. He just wants to be more famous again because he's living a boring life now. He's, he's gotten tired of calling Trump to give him advice. He's gotten tired of his Russians telling him what to do. And he wants to try and start his own party again. He never got on the podcast call and he wants to be infamous enough for us to really invite him on this time. I'm not even going to try that Farage impression because it's <laughs> embarrassing for everybody. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, let's, but let's no, talk It's called about the, the f- Brexit party. I'm just really hoping that whoever coined the term Brexit sues them i'd also like to see a brexit party like a party for brexit <laughs> i wonder if that's all their meetings like the brexit party <laughs> they just go and they just, they just get they get smashed you've got like people with dancers and like hawaiian shirts crack out the cocaine absolutely get those lines done uh right okay final big story from the uk this week has been our pal julian Julian Assange, Mr. who Julian. actually... Mr. Julian WikiLeaks. When we started the podcast, was already in the Ecuadorian embassy. Uh, after seven years, he was finally dragged out and arrested uh, yesterday on Thursday. And now he's facing uh, charges of essentially avoiding a warrant, which is a year in jail, plus computer charges, things that he did because he's a dafty. Uh, so that's that's that dealt with. Labour leader, <laughs> there we go. Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn though has said that the government should not extradite Assange to the US, where he's facing a pretty serious hacking charge because of his involvement with WikiLeaks. Okay, again, James, what's Corbyn doing here? Uh, well, I can't remember what specifically the US wants Assange, uh, Mr. Julian for. What's his surname? Assange. Assange. Yeah. Yeah, they want Mr. Julian for hacking and releasing information i don't think it's about the attack that 
then the, the the helicopter attack it might no, also be about the the you know the, the Hillary Clinton situation. So the U.S. have have charged him with allegations of conspiracy conspiracy to break into a computer relating to a massive leak of classified documents. Ooh. Yeah, it's a whole messy situation, let's be honest. Uh, and obviously here. he's facing he's also facing a rape charge in Sweden. I think that's been dropped, but they're considering well, reopening well. it. Yeah, exactly. It's just the guy's done a lot of things that countries view to be illegal, in, including leaking things that really should be leaked, like countries breaking international laws. Yeah. Which, you know, if you leak that and the country says you shouldn't have leaked it, you're putting lives in danger, then maybe don't break international laws. It's you that's putting lives in danger. However, he is also conspiring, probably with Russians and such, to hack into right. things. So, so Corbyn, he is breaking laws. Corbyn, I don't know quite what he's doing. Well, let me let me shed some light then. Jeremy Corbyn uh, tweeted earlier, the extradition of Julian Assange to the US for exposing evidence of atrocities in Iraq and Afghanistan should be opposed. And he, he shared a video of a drone strike which killed uh, civilians and a journalist uh, yeah. in 2007, yeah. which was was implicated the US military. And that was because of what Assange posted. Yeah. So, I yeah, as much as, okay, he does seem like... Also, the Ecuadorian embassy had clearly had enough of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they you watch like, the president's speech? It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. What a guy. They gave him, they gave him house rules last I've year. I missed listening to presidents who sound like they make sense. And, uh, oh man, yeah, so he sounds like a bit of a nightmare, but it's a yeah. difficult one. It's a difficult one. I'll, I'll, I'll give well, you that. So if he was only wanted in the, to, well, if his extradition was only wanted to the US because of that one leak where he was just showing that the US military is pure evil sometimes, then I'd agree with Corbyn. But if there's more to it, and he's also wanted for like conspiracy to to hack into computers, yeah. with like his little Russian friends, then sure, probably why extra him for that. The former, he did a good thing. It's always good to to leak information of countries breaking international laws. It's their fault if they do it, and it's their fault if anyone gets in trouble after the fact. It's not the the hacker's fault. Okay, right. Let's move on to some movie news and TV, and we're actually going to start with uh, with Disney. Oh yeah, because. They have given the world the first look at Disney Plus, the streaming service, which is going to hit the US in November and the rest of the world at some point in the future. So it's going to be $6.99 a month, which is noticeably cheaper than Netflix and Prime. Yeah. Uh, or you get a year long price as well of $69.99. Yeah. And uh, they've also confirmed a bunch of TV series. Now, this is what I just want to briefly talk about oh yeah we've no, discussed this in the past though. wow so one is hawkeye which is new. fine name for a tv series that makes Jer- sense it's short, jeremy renner it off the tongue <laughs> doing his thing as a bow and arrow man yeah a guy with a bow and arrow with a funny haircut we've talked about in the past they confirmed that the falcon and the winter soldier is going to be a thing which you know as a tv series name is real bad just real bad also i believe it's called the falcon and winter soldier not and the winter soldier <laughs> Plus. Plus. And Loki, Loki is a TV series and then so is WandaVision. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which just sounds like a Teletubbies reboot. Absolutely. Like this. So this is Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Well, I, you get this to call it Scarlet Vision or something. Exactly. <laughs> Wonder like wait, I saw I saw a pretty good suggestion online, which was just seeing red. Exactly. It's uh, <laughs> and they've like camel cased it. It's just one word, one division, one division. Like what on earth? It's whoever whoever they hired to name 
Disney Plus. I almost said Google Plus. Whoever they hired to name Disney Plus also named this TV show. Yeah. Guaranteed. It's a stupid name. And there, yeah, there, there's so many different images that come into my mind when I say WandaVision. It's just so weird. And like all these characters that are supposedly in danger, unless all of these TV series are prequels, then they're, they're, they're just going to be boring in the films from now on. But if they're prequels, yeah, I don't exactly. care because we know what happens. They survive, right? So, so I don't see the point. The one TV show I'm excited about was the one called, I think they're, they've pitched it. They haven't actually had it confirmed. Mr. Kevin. Right. He's pitched a show called What If? where they just have like alternate realities in the Marvel Universe. Like, so what if someone else got the sol- the super serum and wasn't oh, Captain see. America? And what if such and such? Or like, what if Rocket Raccoon was actually Rocket Panda? Who knows? <laughs> but I'm excited about this one because it will be different, fresh stuff that doesn't yeah. matter. There's actually tension. Okay, I'm well, let's stick with Marvel just very, very briefly. Uh, they've added David Harbour uh, from Hellboy slash Stranger Things and also Rachel Weisz to their Black Widow film, which is starting production in June. Yeah. Uh, it's rumoured to be set before Iron Man 2, so you're talking yeah. at least 10 years yeah. in the past. Uh, how do we feel about that? Well, right, it's a prequel, and neither of those characters have been in any of other films, so I hope they just die in this one, <laughs> rather than like not making it making it in this film and then suddenly appearing in like stage three or four or whatever the next stage is. Yeah, well, I mean, this is going to be phase four. And talking of phase four, they also announced a brand new film called Eternals, <gasps> which is a a branch of Marvel I know nothing about. Is that the Golden People? It's I, I believe it's sort oh, of... Oh, no, that's like that's like the the Ancients. Um, oh, they're like... I, yeah, I have no idea. This could be cool. I don't quite so, remember. I should have done my, my homework for this Yeah, one. so I've looked into a little bit. They just seem to be sort of essentially gods. So yeah, kind of like, like Thanos' cousins. Yeah, basically right. all-powerful beings. They've cast Angelina Jolie in the lead role. Who already is an all-powerful being. Exactly. And then, but this is the weird one for me. They're also eyeing Kamal Nanjiani, who is in any sort of recent comedy you've seen in netflix yeah he's very funny i saw him in the big sick most recently which is an excellent film definitely go watch it and he is funny yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be in another he's in a buddy kind of a buddy cop movie called stuber guess, no he, he's in yeah he looks like a is he a driver in that one yes he's, he's an uber driver Batista, but like the That's poster the one. was really bad yeah <laughs> the poster was awful you should go watch that one so it's like what's the film where um tom cruise is an assassin and he hijacks a taxi driver Collateral. Uh, it's like collateral, but with Batista in in brownface. Apparently, what exactly? Exactly. Okay, uh, let's move on to uh, let's jump over to DC Suicide Squad. Idris Elba is no longer playing Deadshot in the <laughs> oh long. This is going to be the new Gambit, by the way. We're just going to talk about this film forever. No, nah, no, nah, nah. it's it's getting made in a year. Right. So Idris Elba is is in the team. He's on the cast. But he's not playing the character he was meant to be playing. In the definitely not sequel sequel. Yeah, in the not sequel sequel called The Suicide Squad, which is confirmed, by the way, yeah. Jai Courtney is coming back for the Great. one role in which he's been good in. He was, yeah, which he, that character did so many things that I definitely remember. <laughs> he was just Australian and he had a boomerang and I liked him because <laughs> he just, that's that's basically it. That's that's my categories. Do, do you have uh, a boomerang? He, he got shot, but money <laughs> saved him, I think. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. So I'm glad he's back. Viola Davis come back too, and uh, they're in in talks to get Rick Flag back as well. I mean, surely this just means that Will Smith didn't actually leave, but it's just scheduling issues. He's too busy being well, the genie yeah. or something. That's what they said. They say it's scheduling. Yeah. So they're hoping that he'll come back for this the this Suicide Squad. <laughs> 
the the suicide squad. Yeah. The suicide squad. Oh, man. Suicide squad. <laughs> suicide That's squad. actually the third one. It's just called suicide squad. <laughs> oh, man. That suicide. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Let's move on. Lastly, uh, from the world of movies, Hellboy is out today in the UK. Oh, wow. Although, by the looks of things, you might want to avoid it. Okay. Because uh, a very, very brief look at the reviews, the last time I saw it in Rotten Tomatoes, if you would like a spoiler, or cover your ears for the next three seconds. <laughs> or just remove your headphones. I think covering your ears might <laughs> might make it louder in that, that situation. Three seconds have passed. It's on 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. 11. <laughs> wow. That's that was a challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was the last time I checked it. I imagine it has improved. That being said, it's not looking good at all. And now a report's come out about what it was like on set. And, you know, apparently the oh, director... has cinem- improved on Rotten Tomatoes. It's at 12% now. 12%? Oh, man, even better. Right. So, anyway, the director was <laughs> reportedly clashing with producers. The uh, cinematography the, director got, got the fired. cinematographer fired. It's, and the whole place, oh. well, like, people threatening to quit. Actors this... rewriting the script. Actors oh, walking on set. It sounds like it was horrible. Which is a real shame, because the second trailer for Hellboy look great but it, it seems to be just yeah. the case in which they've chucked all the best stuff into 90 seconds just bring back del toro bring back his versions let him do a reboot if he wants just you know practical effects interesting characters dark tone slight humor rather than over the top humor so everyone just skip this film rewatch the the old one so is uh is is hellboy dead in the water they're gonna do a, another reboot the hellboy you are like a soft sequel <laughs> Right, let's move on. Also, Game of Thrones is on uh, is back on Monday, by the way. Oh, wow, I should I should find a way to watch that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, let's, let's uh, just not talk. talk about every episode as it come out this time. That got that got dry. <laughs> Before we get to uh, the final uh, piece for today's uh, whirlwind episode, which is aptly a black hole, which has nothing to do with whirlwinds, but uh, <laughs> yes, aptly something completely unrelated to whirlwinds. I have no, sorry, I'm really sorry, dude. I've no whirlwinds, idea. which like sometimes suck cows into them <laughs> and spit cows out, are somewhat related to black holes who suck everything into them and sometimes exactly. spit little things out. Like just a giant mass of humanity, which people take photos of from a long distance. It's essentially me. <laughs> okay. Let's talk what we've been watching, James. What have you been watching? Uh, I have watched anime, Colin. (laughs) Imagine. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It's unreal. I finished watching Mob Psycho 100 Season 2. Best name for a show ever. Mob Psycho 100 Season 1. Incredible show. Mob Psycho 100 Season 2. Also incredible. It kind of loses the pace for the first half. I don't know why. It's a sequel season. You You should not be slow. Yep. But it picks it up real fast and it's just so good. Such a good show. And like their main character, Mob, who just is a background character in his own life and is trying to learn about himself, he gets some serious character growth. It's brilliant. He's a background character in his own life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he just, he's a little nobody, but he's got psychic powers, but he doesn't want to use them. So he's a little nobody. So Mob gets a whole, whole, whole bunch of character development that I liked. I really did like. There was a couple of loose threads in the series but the climax is hilarious it's brilliant they play the absolute biggest trick ever at the end and i loved it um i also watched another anime call another one oh. i did say I, 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 the, when i said i watched anime i meant the plural oh, i watched God. one called sweetness and lightning and it's got no capitals in that title and it is about a father who is recently bereaved and his daughter and them trying to get through life 
and rediscovering happiness and joy through cooking. Wow. Cooking, bringing the family together, re- making new friends. Do you mean like cooking, like breaking friends. bad cooking or like... No, no, over? originally bad cooking, but it's about the dad trying to cook well. Right. Oh, sorry, I said I said, break, I said breaking bad cooking, but oh okay. oh oh sorry, Colin. I thought I thought you said about bad cooking, not breaking bad cooking. That's Jamie Oliver cooking. It. Why would you why would you why would you do math with kids? I mean like I mean like cooking like you know rice rice balls, okay. delicious foods. Yep. And just generally brilliant, brilliant, brilliant um, show show writing. You know, it was just really charming. I liked it. It, it was like it was like tears worthy at points. Oh really? Yeah. Proper feels. Uh, I have seen Shazam. You, you saw it? I saw Shazam. Colin, how is it like seeing the best DC superhero film? Well... Ever? <laughs> ever? I'll tell you this. It is my favourite DC film. Well, no, that's a lie. Favourite DC film in the last five years. Of the current <laughs> universe, yeah. Exactly, current universe. Shazam is endearing, it's funny, it's entertaining, it finds the balance between... Uh, sort of like kid humor, but actually, no, this this is genuinely laugh out loud funny. The performances, Zachary Levi is tremendous as uh, the titular yeah. character. Who is a crossover from the Marvel Universe. So Is he? Yeah, he played one of like Thor's buddies who died. Ah. Oh, no, of course he did. Yeah, he played film. like Fang, yeah. Fangdral, Fang, Fangdral or, or something. Something like that. The blonde one. And uh, yeah. He is he's he's brilliant and the the whole cast actually is 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 phenomenal. The only negative points I would say classic superhero film the villain is totally underwritten and a bit rubbish despite the fact it's played by Mark Strong who is all kinds of awesome. Right. I uh, it's a, so it's a shame in that the I mean they try and give him some sort of weight and sort of heft behind his motivations but other than right i'm a bad guy because because i'm a bad guy that's essentially it right and the film is is too long as well you're you're waiting for the finale which should have come about 20 minutes before it actually does that being said it's a lot of fun i would definitely go watch it again so yeah Go check it yeah, out. I've heard mostly good things about this, which was a pleasant surprise. It, it's it's too long, and some of the CGI is a little bit naff, but uh, on yeah. the whole, really liked it. I like the fact that they keep the costume real goofy. At no point in the film, at least from what I know, because I haven't seen it yet, does he go, I want a cooler costume. He just looks dumb the whole time, and it's brilliant. Exactly. That yeah. kind of bravery is what what we need. Making decisions that are actually interesting. Finally. I remember the thing, Colin. I'm going to have an interjection on the run order right here. Okay. Can we talk about Brightburn? Uh, yes, we can. So Brightburn is sort of a violent horror-themed superhero film coming out. Yeah, it's, we've produced by James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. Yeah, but we—I'm uh, sure we've talked about one of the trailers in the past, like a long time ago, a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, so it got a new trailer, and boy, it looks terrifying. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'll have to check Just, that out. Yeah, go find the trailer, everyone. We'll probably talk about it next week or something. Okay. Yeah, let's do remember. that. Let's do that. Okay. Well, let's uh, talking about things burning brightly to. Uh, black hole. Let's talk about things that don't burn brightly. Uh, scientists have taken the first ever picture of a black hole. So this one yeah. is 3 million times bigger than Earth. That's a big it's number. 40 billion kilometers wide. Also a big number. It's larger than our entire solar system. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty huge. And it's 500 million trillion kilometers away. Okay. And, we, we, and we managed to get a JPEG of it. Yeah, a pretty good zoom lens going on. There. <laughs> like, right, okay. First of all, James, let, let's let's discuss uh, the, the image itself. What, what was your impressions? I mean, 
It, it looked like a blurry picture of what I expected a black hole would look like. It's out of focus, man. Well, it's not out of focus. It's just it's really far away, right? It's kind of <laughs> hard to take. It's like the first time we took a picture of Pluto, it was terrible. And then the second time, oh my goodness. So in 20 years time when we get a good picture, oh yeah, that's going to look cool. Right. I know, it's pretty cool. We took a picture of a black hole. Can't believe it. And uh, I, I, I'm just like totally bamboozled by the fact it's 500 million trillion kilometers away and yeah. eight telescopes on Earth have managed to take a picture of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, do, I do not understand that. So you make the relay of telescopes. This is what I would do, because I didn't actually look at how they did it. You get the relay of telescopes to, to act together as one giant telescope. You're using the whole Earth as a telescope, so that increases your capability. So they're taking the information from all eight and combining them with clever algorithms to create one image. Yeah. So I was actually reading about the girl, uh, I believe her name is Katie. The, the woman. Yes, sorry. That's not the woman. patronizing. Katie Bachman, who's 29 and came up with his algorithm. I, I haven't I haven't liked the way that our media is portrayed it's, this. Well, well this, is the, this is the thing. So first of all, it's like, she's 29? She did this whole algorithm? That's, that's amazing. Yeah. So what was your issue with it? My issue is the fact that everybody involved on the scientific end is trying to talk about how it's so impressive that people from all backgrounds on Earth and all different kinds of countries have come together and contributed to this project. And then Katie yourself is saying it's a team effort. Everyone's done so great. And then the entirety of like UK media and as far as I know, US media is like, here's this one person that made the whole <laughs> thing happen. She's incredible. Yep. Like she did great. Absolutely brilliant. She, she headed the, the project that come, came up with the algorithm that helped do this. But the scientists involved, everyone involved in the project wants us to recognize how huge an effort this was by, like, dozens of people. Yeah, of exactly. all different well, hundreds, I'm sure. Hundreds of people. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a team photo and there's loads of people there. And it's incredible just how much we try to hunt for celebrity, right? So we see this and we're like, which one of these hundred people is the most cele- celeb- celebratable? Celebratable? Yeah. Celebritizable. Which, which one of these people could we get on Ellen? Yeah, which one of these can we make headlines for? And they did that. And it's great that she's getting headlines and she's earned them for sure. But, what but about everybody, everybody else? else should be getting them as well. Yeah, preach, James. So it's just it's just a bit upsetting. It does always put things in perspective, though. That's the one, the one titbit I would take from that massive coverage for for her is, my goodness, she must be very, very clever. Yeah, she's she's been dedicated to this. It's, it's uh, if you watch her interviews about it, and if you watch like her TED talk from a couple of years ago about it, she's passionate as well. She's actually dedicated to this. Oh, absolutely, she's job. super passionate. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and I, I, I imagine being a part of that team would be great. Like, I think that's I, a huge achievement. Well done the, to the whole lot of them. I mean, the, the, the in terms of the achievement of the the entire team is is incredible. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm sure, as you say, you know, this is just the first picture. I'm sure these will continue to improve. My final piece of, of um, relatable knowledge would be the only thing I am as passionate about as she is about black holes. Brexit. I'm not kidding. It, not kidding here. It's not Brexit. It's actually mini eggs. Like, I am genuinely considering stockpiling mini eggs because <laughs> Easter is upon us and they're going to disappear and they that'll are. be it. Bye bye mini so, eggs. You better buy them up for the year's supply. I am stockpiling those like it's World War II rations. If you if you got enough of them, Colin, you could form your own little black hole. <laughs> Wait, how? Well, because that's what black holes are. It's just uh, a, a pile of things that's so big <laughs> that their gravity pulls them together, and then the pile just keeps getting bigger and bigger until the gravity is so strong it pulls light in as well. So light, light waves 
which are kind of particles too, that's, that's, can't escape the black hole because because it's so heavy. That's an excellent description. Yeah, I just thought it was like a, a like a thing that things fell into. No, 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 it's super heavy. It's so that's heavy my... <laughs> that gravity pulls light into it. That's my description of a black hole thing. A thing that things fall into. That's yeah. much better than yours, James. Well, because the description kind of makes it sound like it's weightless. It's just a hole, right? But nah, it's yeah. not a hole. Where do they all, like, like where do they go when they're all in the hole? They don't. The whole thing is just like the mass of the object. But where are they? Right in the middle, in a smaller in a small area combined together in one giant clump of matter. That is, is it is it true that if you went into a black hole you'd be stretched? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that are crossing over the event horizon of a black hole like atomically get ripped apart because they are accelerating so fast. The front half of the particle is going faster than the back half of the particle. Right? Oh, man. So that would happen to you at every level. Every single atom on, your, on the way through gets ripped off you. That sounds like a great time. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a Brexit party. If you, if you want to see your own little black hole simulation, there's a really cool, I guess, game, more of like a physics sandbox called Space Engine. It's basically a, a, a simulator of the entire universe. So you, you can wow. go, go visit planets if you want to and see what different, like, um, planets are being generated by the algorithm or you can go try and find a black hole and like as you approach the black hole it actually gives you a pretty reasonable um, representation of what that would look like so if you want a, your own little version of a black hole just download Space Engine which is free I believe and go float about Fly that sounds awesome ship. I will really do cool. that, James, right at, after this, because we're at the end of the show. We are. We are indeed. This veritable variety smorgasbord extravaganza has come to an end. Uh, James, thank you very much. I will chat to you next week. But first of all, how do people get in touch if they would like to do so? Email us, please. If you also have taken a picture of a black hole that's 50 million trillion kilometers away, send it to us. Do it. You should have sent that to the scientific world a while ago. Tweet us at csubrate. Actually, I didn't say the email address. csubrate at gmail.com. That's how, that's how you email us. Tweet us at csubrate. Snapchat call in specifically at csubrate. Do it. And there's other things too. If you see us in person, shake our hands and tell us that you're also proud of the scientists of the world. Yeah, or send us glitter if you don't like us. There's some. That, I'm sure there's yeah. some of you out there. Yeah, you can do okay. that. James, thank you. I'll see you soon. Uh, see you later, Colin. Goodbye, dear listeners. Bye, Julian. And bye, Julian. <laughs>